Mic check. So like porn music. <laughs> I feel stuck. You have smoke? Welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast and the big night here at the T-shirt shop, Matt. We, uh, I think you said we've got the guest that has blown us off more times than anybody else. Yeah, I think every time we ask him, he just had a reason he couldn't come. Well, he just gave us a reason, but we'll let him tell everybody that here in a little bit. But uh, we are joined tonight not just by him, but by the entire Laura Bennett Racing team um, out of Edinburgh, Indiana, uh, along with uh, not only Laura Bennett right now on mic, but driver Chad Stapleton, mm-hmm. total chaos himself. But he's aged. He's matured. He's he's wiser. Deaf mute. <laughs> And he's here. Yeah. So let's just jump right in. And, and how did how did all of this start? You know, how did how Laura Bennett Racing start? That's a real good question. <laughs> uh, pretty much just to make my husband happy. Happy spouse, happy house. I've never heard it that way. I always heard happy wife, happy life. Yeah. I like that a lot better. We're going to change that. We're going to hang that up some home decor later on in my house. There you go. <laughs> Get this thing turned around. So to make your husband happy, we start Laura Bennett Racing and, and you know, jump into this game. And how did it all come about? How'd you get, how did you get into it? I mean, my husband, he was scrolling through Facebook. He found a car he wanted. So I was like, hey, here we go. Went and bought a car. Well, he... They kind of started, Michael's always loved racing. Always loved it and dug it. And I mean, hell, we've raced together. He had, like you and I talked, he had a pure stock and a bomber. And uh, I always told him, like, Michael, what are you doing? This is the dumbest shit in the world. Why are you buying a race car? This is retarded. And then so you go forward another, I mean, because we was always going to Colts games and partying and doing all that stuff and going to Jacksonville and Tennessee and wherever we wanted to go, we was going to games. And I was still laughing at him about racing a damn dirt car. It was the dumbest thing in the world. Uh, and then I started racing. They introduced me to it, and I probably should have hung myself. But uh, So he kind of started coming back, and he was telling me. He said, I'm thinking about <laughs> got a phone call. <laughs> Somebody may need a tow. God, Jug Weatherton. Jug, I have to call you back, bud. <laughs> I'll put it on mute. So, Michael was, he was talking about he wanted to buy a pure stock or a street stock or something and go racing. I'm like, you're wasting your money. Go buy a damn crate car. And that's kind of how, and then so he had to get Big Mama involved here and and see what she wanted to do with it. And they kind of talked it over. And and a guy, Tony Blair, had a car turnkey, the old the original tank tickler (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
TT1, I guess you'd call it. Uh, <laughs> so they went and bought the car, and, and I let her go from there. Yeah, so we started racing that car. Uh, that was fun. Had a driver. Yep. Put a sticker on the car. That didn't work out. So, uh, yeah. So they drove me out of the freaking weeds. <laughs> we, we, pulled this, we pulled this old guy out of retirement, and uh, we're like, hey, Chad, you want to drive a car? You're like that old Ray Burner master belt just sitting out in the field, just just waiting for glory again. You know, honestly, with um, I, I was going to quit racing. I was done. I had fun. I won way more than I ever thought I would have. When I started the racing stuff, I uh, – I don't know. I wasn't doing it. I was at a point in my life to where I was kind of um, twisted, looking for something. I was always a competitor, always competitive. And, and, you know, when you start getting old, you get depleted. And I ain't going to go out there and play no damn pickup softball. My muscles hurt. That sucks. <laughs> so, I, you know, Michael had kind of, like I said, when, he, when, he, when I got into racing, he was like, Why, what the hell are you doing? I didn't know what I was doing. But, uh we was kind of good at it, I guess. You know, we I kind of kind of figured something out with it. And then at this point, uh, a lot of people. I've raced a lot of places. I've been everywhere east of the Mississippi and had a lot of fun and met a lot of really really good people. And I was ready to quit. I was I was done with it. I guess focus and move on life and move on to bigger and better things. Uh, was I going to be happy? Probably not, because the competition went there, and I, I'm. Fatting out of shape, but I'm still competitive. So, uh, so I I was kind of done, and you know I I told Michael to buy that buy that car. It was a good deal, something to to break in with. But gosh damn, when we got that thing, it was a freaking handful. <laughs> it was a mess. Uh, so they did, and Laura and Michael came to me and asked me to drive it. And I don't know, I I I'm glad I did. But had I not have, I, I probably wouldn't be sitting here today. I mean, that's uh, – I was just at a point in my life to where I wanted to go a different direction. Uh, and people don't understand the time that this stuff takes. I mean, hell, even doing what you do or y'all do, it, it takes time. And, and it's not a, it's not very fun when you're old, fat, and out of shape to get out there and work and wash it. You know, I'm washing a race car, and I'm sure all the media and – Playgirl and all that stuff was wanting to come check me out with my shirt <laughs> off today, but uh, yeah. So we. I heard uh, there was a disturbance in Edinburgh just with paparazzi around. Oh, it's a mess. You wouldn't believe it. I mean, shit. Uh, yeah, the what's the Johnny Appleseed guy? The guy on TV or whatever his name is is going to court. <laughs> Johnny Depp. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Johnny Appleseed. Between all the, I mean, between all the. I was at Eldora when you first said Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's a mess. I mean, I get out there with my shirt off, and it's a complete shit show. I mean, people driving up and down the road, and neighbors coming out, and yeah. It's, but it's a great deal for the record business because they wreck right there in front of the house. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, well I have, just I, just go put rocks in front of the house on the side of the road <laughs> so they can hit those, and we can we can tow them in, stow and tow. <laughs> so going back, like. like Chad, you said that you never thought you'd have the success you did. Did you think, I mean, when you jumped into racing, did you think you'd have the longevity that you've had, though? I I really didn't know because I don't stick with that. I mean, I, I don't know. You go back to your, what's his name on 
married with children, Al Bundy days. Yeah. You know, you always can go back to your album. These headphones is nuts because I hear nothing but my voice. Uh, you go back to like your, I was always, a, I was an athlete. I was a competitor. I was a decent athlete and kind of screwed my life up and chose alcohol over sports. And, and you know, it was bare women and then sports. And, uh, you know, you kind of can't, um, I don't know, just, I was missing that competitiveness. I went through a lot of depression then to a lot of, a lot of, do I belong here? Where are you at? What do you do? I had to find myself. And so I needed something to help me do that. And, you know, most people, when, you know, when I started, I was 32 years old and I started, hell, I never even been to a dirt track till I was 32 years old. Uh, my brother-in-law took me and, uh, I didn't realize that at all. I didn't I, either. I, I never been, I, I hadn't been around racing. I thought it was a bunch of, jackasses trying to live a dukes of hazard fantasy you know what i mean i i mean it just which it, it is but well it is and, and, and it's <laughs> you, really <laughs> you just like the fantasies well yeah <laughs> i mean it, it's it's really fun um but i i don't you know my brother-in-law ben took me and i laughed at him i was like dude i ain't going to no damn dirt track he's redneck hillbillies trying to chase nascar fan you know whatever and he's like, I'm telling you, you'll love it. And it was the first, God, it was some kind of memorial at Brownstown. He's like, look, there's all kinds of Edinburgh people there. And you take a beer and you can have a good time. And and so they kept, are we going to get a tornado? <laughs> uh, so, so they kept, Possibly. Yeah, so they kept asking me. And I was like, all right, damn it, you know what, I'll go. And so that's what i done. I went to the racetrack with him. And, boy, I got tuned in. I was spun out on my lid sideways. <laughs> And it was kind of funny. A, a kid, Seth Voorhees, that works for me, he was racing that night. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, of course, I was telling him, grandstand racer. I mean, I know there's none at Brownstown, but I was one that night. So I was telling him how to do it. And next week, excuse me, next weekend, he, uh, I called Benji up. And the guy I loved was Mike Jewell. He was my dude. <laughs> you know, and then to go out there, it was an honor truly to race with that guy. You know what I mean? I, Lined up in the heat race. I think my first late model race ever, I was next to him. I'm like, what in the hell am I doing here? <laughs> I got Mike Jewell, Marty O'Neill yeah. behind me, you know. that and, and, yeah, I was shitting down my paint. I mean, it was a mess. Cause, but I, I never thought when we'd done that, I didn't – I don't know where it would lead to. You know, I, I didn't – I just knew that I was younger, 32, uh, and it, it was uh, it was something – that I needed in my life then. I needed it bad because who knows where I'd have been. You know, I was at a crossroads in life to where I, I just was spun out, and it kind of saved me because it brought competition back. Uh, what class did you start out in? In a purist, in a bomber. I bought a – that following weekend, I was like, Benji, we're going back to Brownstown. He's like, boy, you got it, don't you? And I'm like, what do you mean I got it? And he said – no, it's a local show. I'm like, hell, I had a good time. We drink beer. I mean, you drive me home. I'm, you know, you're sober. We need some pizza, whatever. And and little didn't know I had a pocket full of money that night. I had ten grand in my pocket going buy a race car. <laughs> and so Steve Gotzi had a car for sale. And so I went over and talked to him. I was like, hey, I want to buy this car. And I, I don't know, seventy five hundred, eighty five hundred turnkey, whatever it was. And he said, look, just come to my shop Monday, and We'll, you know, we'll talk about it. And I said, well, I know how you guys are. You'll go home and take all the good stuff off of it, and I won't get what I paid for. 
He's like, look, we're getting out of bomber race. It was actually bombers. He's yeah. we're getting out of bomber race, and we don't care about it. So on and so forth. So that Monday, I, I went over there and bought a car and brought it home. And I don't know why I ever chose – I mean, I, I ride a bike. I, I was always a Harley guy a little bit. And I chose orange and black because of that. And uh, I, I don't know, I guess – and like skulls, I've never been a skull fan. I, I don't – I'm not into satanic shit, and I don't get the skulls. But the first car we had, Mike Hobson – put a skull on it and I'm like, look man, I don't do skulls. So ended up with the skulls. I I, I don't really like them to be honest with you, but I don't know. It, uh that was the first car and I raced that year and I damn I you know the first night at Brownstown I in the county I spun out four times coming out of four, you know, it gets slick and I was like, damn, this is a shit show. It's gonna be bad. And I started slowly getting it a little bit. And as I was getting it, it was coming to me and it was coming to me. And then got introduced to Joe Gotti and he came up and started helping me. And Joe and I, you know, Joe's one of my best friends. And, and uh, you know, then Donnie, me and Donnie O'Neill had a little bit of relationship there together. We was hanging out together and we was going to Kentucky. And, he, you know, Donnie told me, he said, what do you, you know, what do you want to race? I said, Donnie, I want to race a late model. That's the worst worst decision <laughs> probably the worst decision i ever made asking him that and and so i raced the bomber for a year and a half and bought a late model <laughs> but i did win my first year in a bomber and then you know michael and i i was in his car he had a he had bought one from brad cummings and we had my motor in that was the first race to everyone that's awesome yeah that's awesome and that may be the most Chad Stapleton way to get into racing. I went one weekend, came back at ten grand in my pocket the next weekend, just walking the pits to find a car to buy. I mean, yeah, I was trying. I mean, hell, he'd won two weeks in a row. I mean, thought a little short. I mean, I don't, I won't call Stevie a midget or nothing. But, uh, you said if he can do it, if he can do it, I know I can do that shit. I mean, because I, I never, I never looked at racing as a sport. You know, you would see all these guys, Tony and whoever on tv talking about oh i'm wore out i've done this i'm like hey, how are you tired from driving a car <laughs> well you son of a bitch is getting there and you'll see i mean it's it's a little different when you don't have air conditioning and yeah that's that was yeah <laughs> yep they called me uh oh tim keithley came up with broken toe chad stapleton because we i don't know it was our bomber special or something and i screwed up i can't imagine me screwing up but uh, came into the trailer, kicked a tire, and broke my toe. <laughs> so Joe ended up getting in that car that night and come from the hotel in the county and ran like second or third. And the following year, they had their hands full with me and JoJo and the bomber. I mean, we was, I don't know, we was Jimmy Owens and Scott Bloomquist of the bombers. We, was, <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun. And and then my dumbass bought a late model. So, Lord, did you grow up around racing at all, or is this is this literally just Michael bringing you into it? Nah, this is all new to me, man. I grew up on a river uh, with a fishing pole in my hand. So this is all new and all learning new. as you go. Yep. I can't believe how red her face is right now. Fuck you, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, when you look back on your career, what's what's one of those favorite memories that you have? Because... I have one for you that I'll share in a minute, but I want to know what one of your favorite memories are. Is. I mean, of course, winning races. But honestly, my 
the best thing about racing is the people I've met. I mean, some of my best friends now to this day, and I've always told, I've always been told that you judge a person by the longevity of your friendship. And to this day, I still have me and my best friends, uh, the ones that aren't dead and gone, we're still best friends. So I feel I'm a loyal and true person to people. And I mean, of course, racing and winning and doing things, but man, more than anything, I, I, if I ever look back, I'll, I'll have these friends forever. Uh, I have the memories forever. Well, I have to say one of my favorites is the night that you announced on the <laughs> oh, In the Fast Lane broadcast. <laughs> yeah, that was... And that was, that, was prior, that was prior to me even really going to Brownstown Speedway a lot. But I brought I was, you there, didn't I? Yeah, well, <laughs> the best part is I was standing in the high school doing cafeteria duty, and Joe Hartwell comes in. He says, you have to listen to this. And I said, what is it? He said, this is a guy that's at Brownstown, and he is shredding my dad. And Joe thought it was hilarious, and so did I. I died laughing. And that was part of the reason why I thought, I got to get back to the racetrack and go watch this stuff because. Well, who was his dad? Larry Hartwell. Oh, shit. Why was I on Larry? I like Larry. <laughs> well, you, you was probably when him and Marty was kicking the hell out of it. It was. And you, yeah. you just kept saying, here comes here comes Marty, Larry Hartwell, doping them tires, <laughs> doping them tires. When we going to check it, doping them tires. Every time he came around, it was, it was, no, you were, you were, you were being Chad. Being fun. Yeah. But fun. Yeah. it was priceless because you're exactly right. It was one of those years that Marty was on a tear and. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't be beaten, and you just every time doping them tires. That's my know. first year announcing over there. Was it that yeah, your first year? Yeah, I, was I just started. With, yeah, I was up there bowling. I was, on the, yeah, on the yeah, I was yeah. tuned in. I think. Well, actually, I think I think we blew up in hot laps. You did. I think. Yeah, yeah I knew something yeah. happened. And yeah, we blew up, and I've never blown a motor. But, yeah, you come up uh, on the roof with a grocery bag full of beer, and was that the night I stole the water? Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Yeah. Oh hell! The cops showed up. I'm like, oh shit! I'm a triple now. <laughs> well, you you went to the infield with, after the late model feature, and everybody left, and you just got in the water truck because it was parked behind Victor Lane sign. You drove it off. I got over there to uh, is Murphy. Murphy, yeah, Murphy. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, I'm a triple. Murphy's like, stop. What are you doing? I'm like, I needed a ride back over your fence. <laughs> Get out of the truck. Shut. I said, Murph, I don't know how to shut some bitch off. I said, I'm sorry. I said, you can have it, though. I'll get out. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got out, went to the, went to the, oh, yeah. 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 Boy, they put up some shit down there, didn't they? <laughs> but, yeah, that was Joe the Toe, or uh, Joe the Jaguar Janowski. And yeah. God, who You else? keep all of them nicknamed. I was, uh, yeah, it's probably one of the finer moments of. 34 beers. and well, It's a YouTube legend. I mean, I, yeah. well, there's some of that YouTube legend shit. I remember, like, with Clint Boyer, Clint and I was kind of having a little bit of, like, when they, I don't know, I was they just found the right idiot East Bay that year when this media stuff on the Internet started taking off, and they got to interview me, and, of course, two freaks given, and, yeah, sat there with my Marlboros, and, yeah, entertaining, really cool. <laughs> So, Laura, as you've jumped into this, I know you're you're really excited. I keep asking you questions, but as you have gotten into this, are you enjoying? Oh yeah, I have a blast at the track. 
Uh, but me personally, you know what I mean? I just got a real short fuse, so I get real pissed off whenever people come close to my car. But that's part of racing, you know what I mean? If it ain't rubbing, it ain't racing, apparently. <laughs> just don't fuck my shit up. <laughs> I got to pay for it at the end of the night, so, you know. I love your TikToks after the race oh, when you break down what has happened oh yeah because your true emotion comes out in those tiktoks i mean that's from the highs and the lows whether it's you know the night you guys won the race the night that colin snuck around you um it's real i cried that night yeah real tears i was yeah i was upset you know it is cool to see her emotion because it is i mean it's i'm an emotional person you know what i mean i sometimes i i just to me, the realest people are people that carry their emotions on their shoulders, you know, because they they're, they love life, I guess. I don't know what you call it, but Laura gets, I mean, I come in, I was like, God, you got to be, I mean, I'm, where the, where'd he come from? You know, I come by and Randy's, or no, Zach Burton was running sticks for me. Well, there's your problem. Oh, yeah, and I come, <laughs> and then Bryce yeah. is on the other right side. Right there, you know, oh boy. Yeah. But, I, but I always watch the front stretch, and I come by, and Zach's got me this little lead, and next thing I know, and I come through, and I'm like, what the hell just happened? I'm like. I think everybody said that. I was done counting you know. money, and then then here come little Tyler, and I'm like, I can't even say what I told you. And I was messing with him, but it wasn't, wasn't yeah, it wasn't very nice, but. He said, Chad, he said, I just came in and prayed to Jesus. And he said, I was either going to lay in the third row of the stands or I was going to pass you. And he said, I felt the rubber of the lap before. And, yeah, you little shit. Yeah, you did. But that was cool. You know, <laughs> he earned it. Yeah and, yeah. and, and and you know, even me talking to him, he's like, I had, I didn't think I had a shot. Yeah. I just yeah. knew this was my one chance and let's see what happens. So, well, and it, Laura was, she come in and she was tore out of my county. It'll be all right. Well, we're there. It's. It's coming real soon, and we, I mean, we've had a lot of bad luck with our car and uh, broken motors and water pumps, and you know, with this crate deal, there's a lot of good drivers, but there's, and I'm not going to say who they are, but there's three or four guys that's going to be there at the end, mm-hmm. and it's almost who starts in front of who is where it's going to happen at, mm-hmm. and you know, so yeah, just yeah, but she she was. She was a mess. It was kind. Of, it was kind of cool to see the emotion. I dug that, and I mean, Laura puts on this hard shell. But don't we go on and telling everybody this shit, Chad? <laughs> but, you're gonna ruin. You're gonna but, ruin but, my image. But, but she, I mean, she, she's a competitor, and she cares. She wants to win as as well as I. I want but that that's too, what so. I think. That's what was so. Like I, by no means am I making fun of your emotion. Like I truly, it was cool because so much talking, like we were talking earlier, late model and dirt racing has started to move corporate and you start getting some of those robot answers of like, yeah, well, you know, it, it happens. We'll be back next. Like just these, these soundbite corporate, I'm not going to show how I really feel to see somebody be like, damn it. We were right there. You know, but that's the bullshit, man. This sport can make it corporate regardless, but stop being who you are. I'm not going to say no names of people out there that that are badass racers, and, and they're just not their self anymore. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I see some guys that went on TV. I'm like, man, I ain't the same guy I see in the pits. That isn't the same guy that I had 35 beers with last night. Yep. You know, stop putting on this fake bullshit and be you. 
Because that's truly what the fans yeah. want. Yes. You think oh, yeah. Dale Earnhardt was fake? No. It because was whether you play the, yeah. vil- the villain role or you play the hero role, that's what our sport needs is we have to have personalities. Yes. And the, and agree with you 100%. It's, it's why I think, you know, we have talked, especially on the local scene, with you not being involved, it, it has hurt some of oh, it yeah, because definitely. you have that personality you have that is real, that anytime you get into victory lane, everybody is waiting to see what will Chad say? Oh, what is, mess. what's it going to be? Um, but well, that, I used to get in trouble for agging you on when you would win. You know, I would try to, to pump that personality you out there. And Well, I mean, you know, that I don't know the, I've been really blessed and fortunate in this racing deal. And, you know, when, when, Racing with Todd Burns, you know, that, that dude is, uh, racing needs a lot of Todd Burns's and there's a lot of them out there that does it. And you know, the bad thing is a lot of times those guys don't get credit, you know, Lucas Hull and, and world outlaw and flow. I mean, y'all sit here and tell me, and I'm probably shouldn't say this shit, but I don't care. These, these people are making a chunk of money on this televised shit. Give it back to these owners. You know what I mean? The drivers. I I could probably blow y'all's mind if I sat here and told you what some of these drivers make as dirt. And, and they probably deserve it because they're very, very, very talented. But there's also just as many kids talented that's in a damn hornet that will never see that opportunity. We'll never yeah. see that opportunity. But in the same, you know, your Ricky Thornton's, your Hudson O'Neill, your Ryan Gustin's, your, you know, you go back to the old guys, Jimmy Owens, but, but, you know, one thing Stewart always said, he was pissed off because, you know, the, these kids in NASCAR, Logano's and those people, daddy bought that right. Mm-hmm. Tony earned his shit. And I think it's why when you look at what Tony has done with Briscoe, I think that's a big I, reason why. Yeah. Chase went to North Carolina to volunteer in race shops. Like, yes, Chase came from a racing family, but it wasn't the Logano's or those kind of, you know, the Elliot's, that kind of racing heritage. It was... Local dirt right. track, grinding it out. You know, I remember Toe Chase one night. He was in Randy's car, and we were starting on the front row at the, the crate feature. And it was on the bottom, and I was on the pole, and he was front row outside. And I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm a little wilder than he is. And Chase is a really nice kid. But <laughs> I told him, I You're said, way wilder than <laughs> Chase is. <laughs> well, I said, brother, you know. I said, uh, eight sticks a lot better than four. And he's like. Yeah, he said, but if I can beat you there, I said, don't matter if you beat me or not. I'm they're gonna be eight instead of four. <laughs> and we came in and after the race, he's like, You what because we won and you wasn't crapping it eight and Yeah, and at this time I didn't really I don't know anything about sprint cars, so I didn't know who the Chase Briscoe is and but you know back to this T V stuff, it's awesome. It's great. Have y'all ever seen numbers on what they make? What the broadcast make? Well yeah. I've seen some, yeah. Have you? I'm sure they're amazing. <laughs> Yeah. The big events, absolutely. Yeah, and, and, you know. There's a reason why companies like Flow are interested in spending lots and lots of money to buy out other broadcasting companies. Right. You know, and it, give, give it back to some of these owners. You know, Todd Burns went out there and raced for years with Hudson O'Neill and, and now with RTJ and you know, talented people, Chas Stapleton, me, hell, I'm just as good as Huddy or RT, you know. <laughs> no, no, but, but you know, Todd, Todd, poured, I, I know what the man spent on racing. You know, Lance Landers, you know, I know what he spent on racing. I can only imagine what these other people have. You know, give some money back to the team. 
Don't give it to the driver. Give it to the team, the team that spends a lot of money. And, yes, these guys do get a lot of product endorsements and all that, but I've seen sides of racing that, and maybe I'm wrong and maybe I'm going to be chastised and all that shit, but I don't care. I've had this conversation, you know, with people. Look, y'all need to get some STV money, the owners, not the drivers, because you're the ones putting the, you know, putting these cars out there, and and it takes, you know, a shit ton of money to go out there and do what these people do. Well, I think you know. I think the big thing too, and it's something I think we miss sometimes. And and with media companies taking over a lot of the, you know, promotion of these races, the the big number to win is a great splash for a media company. $50,000 to win. Let's throw it out there. The problem for owners is that's great if you finish first and you win the 50000 It's what is it through the field? Mm-hmm. Well, what are you paying to start? What are you giving back throughout the field? But as a, and again, I sit on the media side, not at XR or flow level where we're throwing up 50 grand. We don't have anything near that. I understand that because for us, a $10,000 to win race is a much better splash and we'll get more subscribers and, and viewers coming in than a $5,000 to win race that we spread it through the field. That's part of the problem is as a media company, we want the big splash. Right. But for a driver, for teams, it's you got to get it out through the field. Well, and you're, and you're right. You know, it, I don't, I don't want to throw any tracks under the bus, but gosh damn it. If it pays 5000 to win, pay 2500 for second, two for third. 15 for, you know, uh, just the last couple of tracks. And one track did make up for the last time we ran the Open. But, you know, second place for a 2,000 win show in the crate car and they pay us $600. I mean, come on, at least, I don't know. These freaking people are making money. I don't, I, I know numbers are... Assume numbers of the Jackson and whichever. And, and, and damn it, when you show up, you can tell if they're making money or not. I mean, if there's a crowd and the back gate's going to pay the purse, you hope so. And the front gate and, and concessions and all that, you know, hopefully that's your profit. But start giving back to this shit. Times are tough, people. Gasoline, $5 a gallon. Diesel, $6 a gallon. And, you know, you got this gal that, she buys all the tires. I mean, Michael helps. I mean, it's not like he's worthless. He's uh, uh, he's night shift manager at the local uh, <laughs> at the local Ho and Go. <laughs> no, but 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 they. That's I mean, the choke and poke. Choke and poke. Yeah, the <laughs> choke. But I mean, they. I mean, they're the crate car's theirs, and the the supercar is mine, and. She does me very nice. I mean, they help me out. They do stuff for me. And, and, you know, but it's people that if we can't give a little money back to the racers or to the people, you know, I, I don't ask. It's going to be going. Yeah, I don't ask them for anything. Y'all take the money. Let's put it back in racing. Let's do whatever. And Lord knows I'll tear some shit up. I mean, I, I bust my ass on that car as, as if it's. I'm freaking old ass man, man. It sucks out there washing for six, eight hours and grooving tires. And remember when I so was going to sell all my shit on e- or Facebook? That was about fourteen hours of tire grooving, thirty beers, and a fifth of crown. And then I get up the next morning, I'm like, shit, what have I done? <laughs> you ever had those moments where you kind of had a good night? Oh, you're ready to give. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Everything's a positive by that point. Yeah, yeah it's. 
We'll sell everything out. Yeah, my phone was going nuts. I'm like, God damn, what was everybody wanting to get a hold of me for? And, well, shit, I didn't know I was selling the car. <laughs> I guess at 2.30, I decided to sell it. <laughs> so, you know, and I, I do agree with you. I think, I think that's a huge thing. And when you talk about what tires are starting to cost, what fuel's starting to cost, what, you know, the cost of everything going up, we have to be really careful because at some point as race fans or as track promoters, you're going to look around. There's not going to be a pit full of, of cars. There's not going to be anything, man. When you are sport, and I'm not trying to be judgmental because I'm a redneck modern-day thrillbilly. And you know how these people go to work in these factories and bust their ass every weekend, and they bring a family, and it, gosh dang it, it's $100 to get them in the front gate. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for a lot of those people, man, that that's a quarter, thirty percent of their check. But they they do it. They jeopardize. They figure out. They get cold chills, man. They figure out how to make it work because it's something they love. Mm-hmm. It's something they love, and if you love something, you're going to find a way to make it work. You know, help these people. I, I I don't I don't know the answer. I mean, hell, I. I voted for Joe Biden. No, I didn't. <laughs> That's it. You're not driving the car. Anybody want to drive that, that model? No. That no. might be the most controversial statement that Stapleton's made in the entire podcast, but right? No, you know. But, but we're, we're like the same. You know, I'm not getting rich going over there. No, and, and I mean, working at the racetrack. I mean, you know, could, that's because I love the sport. I mean, Matt, you've been doing what you're doing for how long? Almost ten years. Can you could could you afford to take a family of let's say five to the racetrack? Oh, every absolutely weekend? not. You know, and you're a first responder. Oh, I, my real you job, know? yeah, I've been doing that for 15 years. You know what I'm saying? But oh, could yeah. you could you afford to take a family of five every no. freaking week or two nights a weekend, or could you take Absolutely. them afford to take them to Eldora all weekend? Uh-uh. Not not and not have to change something else, change I mean, lifestyle. Your ass is a principal. You'd have had that paddle on my ass back in the day. I'd have been I'd have been scooting across the floor. <laughs> but you're exactly right, and that's but that's the the lifeblood of our sport is those fans who will make it happen no matter what. Yeah, yeah. They, because they love it. That, that's what they, you know, and I've always, I know I'm a, what are you guys laughing at over there? I I didn't mean to, but I know I'm a jackass, but at the end of the day, I I see things, you know what I mean? And, and to these kids, and, and yeah, I've always said it, a lot of dumb stuff and done a lot of dumb things and had a lot of fun. But at the end of the day, I'm always telling those kids, man, go to school, Work hard, respect mom and dad, love mom and dad, be appreciative of who they are. You know, well, you're my hero. No, I put my pants on just like your dad does. Your dad's your hero. You're a fan. You and, and I will say this about you, and you probably don't remember this at all, but I've told a lot of people this because obviously you have a a perception, a personality. Um, and there was one time in the pits at Brownstown, and I had my son with me. My son was probably six at that point. And we, had, we were walking up. They were doing an interview um, for Dirt to Media or something at that point. And you were, being, you were being Chad off camera. Vulgar, raunchy, everything. As soon as I walked up with my son, you flipped a switch that it was all about talking to my son about racing and being excited and people don't see that side of you all the time, but I've always been impressed with that because I said, I, I was walking up knowing what my son may encounter at that point, but you flipped a switch to where when my son walked away, he's like, Chad was really cool. Right. 
So I think sometimes people don't ever see that side of you, but it was very impressive. Maybe it was my bipolar medication or something. It must have been. You must have been balanced (laughs) just right that day. And I I don't, I mean, I'm, I don't. I'd, I'd love kids. You know, Kendall's my dude, and, and I've always taken time for kids, but I try to know when, you know, what's right and what's wrong, and, and but I I don't have a filter. You know what I mean? I am who I am. I'm going to drop the F-bomb 15 times. I'm probably going to say the GD word and pray to Jesus. Sorry, God, I've done this, but um, I don't know. I, I am who I am, and I, I'm just – I don't know. At the end of the day, I'm a freaking American. I love my country, and I, and I want everybody to do good and enjoy life. And 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 I know you can't. You know, I know with kids you can't. Oh, hell, I was a coach. You know, we was at a, we was at a game in Fishers, Indiana, and was getting our ass kicked. And well, half these girls stayed at my house the whole time. And I'm over. I'm like, girls, get your damn hat out of your ass. I ain't dealing with this shit tonight. You ain't coming back to my place. When you know, going off. And next thing I know, the cops are showing up after the game. And they, we was down like 15. We came back and they ended up beating us. But they cheated us, bastards. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I just – I'm an emotional person. I don't like losing. I want to win. And I know I can do some stupid shit, but I love kids. And, and it's – you know, I'm a grandpa now. And that's – so – I try to flip the switch. Am I really good at it all the time? Not real good, but I try to. I, I guarantee you'd want me babysitting your kid because it'd be the best time he ever had. <laughs> well, I've got I got another one now. He's he's a four year old little redhead that he's he'd be right there with you. Anything you want to do, he's he's wild as all get out. So well, my my, I'm gonna show you this because you know Norman. Storm and Norman mm-hmm. friends the well my daughter Riley babysits his kid. <coughs> Excuse me. And I call her Susie and she gets mad. She says, My name's Ray Ray, not Susie. And I don't know if you ever met Raylan, but she's a handful. She's a hoot. Well Jagger, my little grandson, he's a hoot too. He's he's a jewel. I mean, he's never had a haircut and he thinks he's damn I don't know. I don't know if he thinks he's Ozzy Osbourne or, or Fabio or what he is, but so I come, I come home today, uh, coming from the shop, and I thought, man, you know, Jagger's got his little two-side Polaris deal, battery-operated, and him and Ray Ray's in it. And I kind of come in, I eat lunch, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I thought, next thing I'm going to see, they're going to be out there on that little, I got a grave digger four-wheeler that I made for him, but I got it all juiced up with 18-volt batteries. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they're going to be on the damn thing. And I kid you not, I come out from lunch, and there they are. <laughs> I, was, I was like, man. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? But you know what? I, I guess that that's the shit in life right now that, that's cool. And so you got a four-year-old kid, and I'm, I've got a three-year-old grandson, seven-year-old grandson. I started early, but I was, oh, yeah, I had Farrah Fawcett. We didn't have no YouTubes or nothing. <laughs> I got a nine-year-old granddaughter, so 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 we're the same boat. So oh, yeah. you and you and I had Shannon Tweed, right? Remember Shannon? Oh yeah, Tweed? <laughs> yeah. Mary Simmons, man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, we talked about your emotion the night that that Tyler Collins clipped you at the line. How much did it change the night you were in Victory Lane? What was that feeling like? Oh, that feeling—I don't know even how to describe that, man. 
That was almost great as having one of my kids. I've got two of them. But, uh, yeah, heart was pounding the whole time. You know, I'm sitting there recording because I always like to record them. I'll go live on TikTok or whatever. And uh, I'm like, well, shit, here we go. Fucking one, boys. <laughs> so, of course, I had to make a little TikTok like fuck all you guys because, you know, everybody wants to say, oh, you'll never make it. You'll never do it. Yep. Guess what? We did it. That's what I was going to follow up with because I love also on your TikTok the videos where you respond to comments. How many ridiculous comments do you get about the race team? Like oh, just from thousands. Like people are just so retarded. Like they know what they're talking about. They don't. They're I know they're trying to get a rise out of me. And depending on what kind of mood I'm in, they just might get it. <laughs> That's what I love. <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get. You know what I mean? I'm like my own little box of mystery chocolates. <laughs> I mean, look, Michael. He you got his hands full. I met some bitch hang glide on Dorito, and he's over there thinking, oh, boy, I'm in trouble <laughs> So where, where's the future for Laura Bennett Racing? What's the goals for the rest of the season? Probably going to get in NASCAR. <laughs> yep. Uh, we're starting team next couple weeks. We're going to buy, buy us a 87 Vegas. <laughs> I'll let her answer that. I don't know. No, She's I got don't. an old dude in a wheelchair on the oxygen tank smoking marbles. I mean, shit. shit. It's yeah, bright. First, first it's really bright. Future's bright. <laughs> She's getting ready to buy you a 30-pack and a fifth of Crown Royal and hoping you'll sell everything. You know, the bad thing is, is, and then I'll let her answer this, I don't drink that. I mean, Thursday night we go golfing. You ever see me golf? I'm pretty solid. I mean, military golf, but... Uh, Fridays, I really don't drink. Saturdays, after we get back from the races, I have a couple. Now, when Gustin's been coming to my house, Ryan Gustin, I mean, he don't like drinking either, but he'll suck a 30-pack down in about 30 minutes. So. <laughs> and I'm too old to do that shit. We had his crew guy jumping off the bridge last night, but I, I don't – I'm in for the ride. I'm just appreciative of, of what Michael and Laura do. Um, I try to do the best I can do, but – and I'm kind of, you know, when it comes go time, I'm a totally different person. I don't, you know what I mean? I, and it's really hard trying to drive the race car and set the race car up yourself and, and oh, shit. You overthink yourself. So it's really hard. But we're I'm starting to find the, the happy medium. But, I mean, hell, I mean, if, if we're not in NASCAR, at least a truck series, right? Right. Sure, I don't see why not. But go ahead, hon. No, I don't know. We're just having fun. Uh, I mean, obviously, the goal is to win. I mean, we ain't paying all this money to fucking lose. I don't think anybody goes out there with, hey, I'm going to lose this one. No, that's not the mentality we're there with. We're there to win and have fun while we're doing it. So, as long as sex sells, we're doing it. Stapleton said earlier, vulgar and sex, it always sells. That's the truth. I mean, You're absolutely right. Look at me. You can find me at chunkyandfunky.com. <laughs> yeah. you know, we'll be honest. If that domain is not already purchased, that may I may add that to my list let's later get, on. Let's get some shirts going. There you go. Yeah. Chunky and Funky on back going to be doing it dirty. So... Before we before we go on, we, you know, obviously, I want you guys to get a chance to to shout out your sponsors, and I know you got some. I would say some other help, but um, I don't know. I can't say help, um, but 
the guys that, that help you get to the track, your sponsors, the people that help out? You know, I'm going to go, then I'm going to let Laura go because I got to piss. But at this point, I don't even have a trailer. I've got Todd Burns' trailer. I sure in the hell ain't going to pay this astronomical inflation stuff that, you know, trucks and trailers went through the roof. So I'm kind of holding out. So God bless you, Todd Burns. Thank you for everything. You've been nothing but great to me and continue to be great to me. And I'll forever be grateful for it. Um, so to Todd, Michael and Laura, you know, it's awesome. It's uh, my brother and I, I mean, we're stepbrothers and probably been around each other, what, 20 years? Hell, I remember the first time I got his first bottle of Mad Dog 2020. I think he was sixth grade. Sixth grade. Yeah. Uh, so, and I'd probably been out all, out all night on a bender or something, but, uh, you know, Michael and Lori, it, it's cool. It, it, I think God has a way of working things and as crazy as I am and say the God word, but I think it happens. And, and I think everything happens for a reason. Uh, I know when I strap those things down who I pray to, but you know, for somehow, some way they brought us because Michael and I was really tight. We was inseparable forever. And then kind of grow apart in life and then we come back down this road and so michael and laura and i'm really appreciative of it and, and it's cool they've they've kind of uh i don't know i found my love again for it i kind of you know that you know with the super there's ups and downs but it's it's coming and and i'm not out there to go racing lucas oil and all this shit i want to race 30 minutes from the house go have fun and come home and but I don't know, dynamic drive lines, you know, they Mike's great to me. Uh, really, Jay Dickens, you know, I, I I have all the people in the world. Talon Center, man, T T C is uh TC's my dude, you know, uh, you know, it's T C R Talon Center racing products. I mean he's with Ryan Gustin and, and you know, he's with Burns forever and, and he's been with a lot of people. Um any question I have, anything I need answered, he helps me. And it's and I'm a dumb hillbilly trying to figure this whole shock and, and smasher and all that crap out. But uh, Hoosier, Susanna Hoosier helps me. Uh, you know, all-star. It's just, I don't know. I've done a lot of stuff and this stuff. And I don't know, just had a lot of help and been really fortunate throughout this journey. And, and you know, it kind of came to the point where I was going to walk away and then Michael and Laura walk in and, because uh, I was selling everything, I was I was selling my motors. I I done sold the car, and and then they come in, and I end up buying this Longhorn and all this stuff, and and then they get a Longhorn, and uh, I don't know. Everything happens for a reason in life, and I, I'm not sure where this journey goes from here. I think all of it's for this little man right here, Kendall. Uh, but you know they, I don't know. We'll see. I just appreciate everyone. Appreciate. Appreciate everyone coming to the track. I mean, I appreciate it all. It's cool, and uh, just don't always judge the book by the cover. Always get inside a little bit and see what what's inside there. So, yeah. Other than that, suck off. Yeah, uh, as far as uh, sponsors go, you know, I mean, we've got Burton Farms on the car, CMB Core, Core Capital. <laughs> Carthage Auto Parts out of Ohio. Um, and then, you know, those are just the sponsors. But the people that are actually there putting in the hours and the hard work, that's people like Bryce Burton, Robert Rainey, 
um, Austin Burton, guys like that, you know, they just, they're there. They want to do it. I got to say, I think one of the, one of the coolest photos I saw on social media was just this past weekend when everybody was at the, at the shop and was, um, was working to make sure you guys were, would be ready. And and those are the things, you know, Chad mentioned it earlier that people don't realize the work that goes in. And, and it's so true because fans get to show up at the racetrack at six o'clock when hot laps start. And as soon as the checkered flag falls, they jump in their car and they head home. They miss the 3 a.m. in the shop oh, grinding yeah. to hopefully be ready to go race the next day. Um, and that's what, you know, I think as, as a race fan, um, I appreciate that, that you guys are willing to go do that so we do continue the sport. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of work. And, you know, Sunday a lot of people came together, like Jug Weathington, um, his crew actually come over, and the one guy, Matt, he was there all night. He stayed all night at Chad's house, you know. Him and his twin boys, they were there working. Everybody came together. They were, Bryce and Rainey were running apart, you know, to some other guy at like 4.30 in the morning so we could race Monday. We didn't barely made it to the track in time to race Monday uh, and started fifth in the feature and come out second, you know. So it was a hell of a race, but it's, it takes a lot of dedication. Nobody realizes that people are in the garage every night of the week working on that car to make sure it gets to the track on Saturday or Sunday or wherever, you know. And that's just to have a chance to be competitive. Yeah. That's what that's what people don't understand either. You you if you want a chance to be competitive, you have to put that time in. It's not a all right, well we we'll go out and win this one. You just that's to give you the opportunity. Well, I come in look like at Circle City Sunday, I come in and looked at our Monday and and we busted our ass all night. And we're out there, and I'm, I'm, I mean, mind you, yeah, I had quite a few beers and all that good stuff, and and I'm going to bed at five thirty. Damn, I'm normally waking up at five thirty, and so I come out two thirty, and I guess I'm old, fat, and lazy, and my back was killing me, and I'm like, I ain't going, and so I went in and rethought it out, and we ended up going, but I kind of come in from a heat race, it wasn't very good, but I was gauge watching, and qualifying. I want to make sure this motor, I don't want to tear shit up, you know, right. I don't want to hit nobody because I got to be the one to fix it. I got to be the one to straighten the body out. I, I'm really particular on who touches a race car. And this past year, somehow, some way, I came up with this damn prom committee of boys. Uh, <laughs> you know, Bryce, my, I don't know. If, God, my daughter's going to end up being a freaking Burton. Uh, <laughs> She can keep Stapleton. Yeah, so I tried to tell him that. Yeah, I've tried to tell Bryce become a Stapleton, but somehow, some way, Bryce is you know with our high school seniors, we had a pretty good basketball team, went to regional game, and should have you know North Davies beat us, but hell, we had them beat the whole game. And but anyways, all of his buddies, they all come out, and it's you know it's really cool to see those kids out there and. You know, one of the kids that, you know, Travis Jones, a kid, Riley Palmer, and, oh, I don't, you know, the little Turner boy, J Jarrett Turner. I always, I give them all nicknames, so I don't know their name names, but it's cool to be around those kids. You know what I mean? And if I can affect one of those kids in a positive manner, um, maybe if I'd have had dirt track racing when I was in eighth and ninth grade and a sophomore and, and 
maybe I wouldn't have been so damn wild. I mean, maybe I wouldn't have been chasing. Oh, shit. Zippers. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting ready to tell you your bee moth was sticking yeah. out. Yeah, I did. You see the head of cotton on it? <laughs> My bee moth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, so back to bee moths. Um, catch bluegills. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's cool. You know, it, I've always been... I don't know how I can say this. I don't know if this is media shit. So, I mean, I've always been the type that gave my kids the rope, and it's up to you to, to hang yourself. You know what I mean? It's dad's cool as hell, and he's liberal, but y'all, and I have the best daughter in the world. She's a sunshine. I guess thank God to Misty, because I sure <laughs> in the hell didn't do it, but she always knew if she messed up, I was going to put my foot in her ass. But it's cool to, I get a kick out of trying to watch these young men as men because i've been down that road i've been down a lot of roads and i've seen a lot of things in my life that half these kids in life they'll probably never see to try and influence them and make a positive influential or whatever the hell you say it outcome on them it's cool and so all those boys help us and then we got damn freckle face little red-headed granny i mean Hey, easy we, on we, we stole him from Peden, but he's he's great help, and it's cool. I love having these kids, man. It's a mess at the racetrack, but <laughs> but but I I don't know if I leave one positive note on just anything, something to you know. Hell, we was out there one night, and I I know we we got to be going, but I got these little shits playing basketball. I'm over drinking beer, just laughing, smoking Marlboros, you know, and this little kid Riley Palmer that that was with us. I, I mean, Bryce is a big boy. My son-in-law, he's probably 5'3", 270. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn. No, but, but, but you know, Bryce is 6'1", 6'2", you know, 220, good athlete. And, you know, that, that night we was down there in Washington. By the way, you ever been to that uh, Amish buffet down there in Washington County? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Bischoff's or – oh, mm-hmm. that was good shit. I was really tuned in when I went in. I came out sober. I feel so good. <laughs> yeah, uh, it'll sober you up. Yeah, but um, we all stayed in that hotel, and I, and I kind of – in a life, I kind of told them kids. I, you know, we was all sitting up there, and Bryce is with me. Of course, he's 21, and we're drinking beers, and the whole team's out there hanging out with us because, you know, they all look up to Bryce. And I'm Ted Bundy from back in the day. Or Al Bundy, whatever his name is. Ted, yeah, Ted Bundy. Bundy. Ted Bundy. Yeah. Ted Bundy. <laughs> Had a little different, well, whatever, different road. Whatever it is. But but we're sitting there, and I'm talking to these kids. I'm like, look, man, this, this is something you'll, you'll never experience. It. You grew up with these kids. Went to high school with them. Yeah. This is a battle. This is freaking war. Y'all are in this battle together. When this is over, you're going to go on. So little RP, the kid that – and the little Jones kid, he, he – Six three, six four, high school kid, two fifty, two sixty, and thought he was Steph Curry, and I got in his ass, and I'm like, Jones, get your ass on the block and lay down there and play. So they did. I, I don't know how we got to high school basketball, but anyway, so I'm gonna finish it. So RP gets in foul trouble, blah blah. We'll come back to a month ago. We're at the house and they're out there playing basketball. Well, Bryce was just manhandling him. Well, I finally get pissed off. I'm like, quit being a sissy and play. I mean. Riley went off, didn't he? The kid went off. And I said, kid, I said, that's a shit. I'm telling you, man, there's something deeper in there, but you've got to find it. And that's what, you know, so when I get these little, I don't know what I call them, my 
my prom committee. This is what they are. You know, Randy and Bryce, and, and it's cool, man. It, it's now one of the kids' dads is going with us, and never thought for a million years he'd go with us. You know, well, That's the only way we're going to keep the sport going is keeping the next generation, get yes, them involved, get them yes. involved, get them involved. And, and, I, and trust me, I do my fair share of that. I mean, they. I'm a little rough around the edges. I get it. I know it. God damn it! At the end of the day, I'm I'm out for the for the he best and yeah. I mean, I, I'm out for the best and people. Right you know what? Let, let's if these kids are going to the racetrack and having fun, they're not doing some other things. You're damn right, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yep. And, and I know I've 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 always said if I could go back in life and and my ultimate dream in life, if I could go back, I wouldn't would have went back and I'd be broke. I'm still broke now, but. I'd went back and been a teacher and a coach. And I had not been for that, I'd been a cop. I mean, I've always said that. Or maybe a pilot, but uh, I enjoy helping people. And it's, even though I'm a, just a, gosh, dang, broken glass, don't mean I'm not a good person. You know what I mean? It's a little rough around the edges, but I'm there for the well-being of everyone. I believe that wholeheartedly. I do too. I actually... I've seen that in you, man. The times we've, you know, shot the shit at the racetracks. You, yeah. You can see that. Well, you know, my dad went through some hard stuff, and, and that's, you know, Michael's always, you know, his dad, Mike. And it's kind of been, you know, with our families, it's cool that everybody gets along. But, uh, you know, my dad going through some things, and, you know, it, it was, uh, I don't know, it, it was kind of eye-opening. Uh, value life. Yeah, I, I, it's, I don't know, it's messed up, but just be thankful for what you have because somebody always has a worse somewhere else. And it, it, it was, you know, the uh, poor kid, 18 years old, lost his life and gave life to my father. Uh, yeah, just value life. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Well, I will say this, guys. Um, we're an hour in already. Um, I will say this, that I, I love what you guys are doing, what you're bringing to, to dirt track racing. Like, I, like, like we've said, we need more. Um, we need more people loving it, being involved. You know, it's same kind of thing. You know, from our perspective, like with what Ryan and I try and do with Dirt to Media, what we try and do here with Throttled Up, um, I would love to say we're one of those media companies that is uh, just banking it away and, you know, building vacation homes in the Caymans, but uh, it's not the case. Uh, we're, we're pumping it right back in to try whoa, 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 whoa. He has a vacation home <laughs> Country Squire. Yeah, yeah. I got one out on the beach, and we, can't, we can't even afford that <laughs> in Squire. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, but that's what it's all about. It's 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 about loving the the sport and and getting to see competition, and you know, and, and that's why we love is to try and promote people and put out the story behind a lot of these race teams. So I can't say enough about how much I appreciate you guys. Like I said, I enjoy getting the chance to watch the race lore. I enjoy the content from the racetrack and, and your emotions. And I love that you'll come back at some guy that said you'll never win a race. Um, those you know are- what? I, I love her. She's a young me. I mean, she was me that didn't give two shits 10 years ago that, you know, 
I'll just leave it at that. She's a I young lady. I got way nicer tits, though. I don't know. You ever see my belly button, though, honey? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I, th- I think we about did earlier when your pants were unzipped. Um, so I don't got a vagina? <laughs> So, with that, guys, we wish you the absolute best the rest of the season. Thank you guys for making the trip down to see us. Um, like I said, we've been trying to get Stapleton on here for since the inception of the show. And um, we, want, we co- wanted him to be guest one, and he wouldn't remember. Well, he but it, I mean, I don't know. I, I hope I didn't make an ass of myself, but. It's kind of hard because I I just say what comes to my mind and it's it's uh, but it was cool coming with y'all. I appreciate it. Appreciate what you do for the sport, every bit of it. It's y'all see me on your podcast sitting there watching it and looking at it and and it's cool and and yeah, so I'm glad it came. Yeah, we appreciate it. And I I will say this. I, I normally would throw a joke right back at you, but I do not think you made an ass of yourself tonight. I think. Um, I think a lot of people will be shocked by this. Um, well, if it had been 10 years ago, it'd probably be a different story. I'd probably be on here for redemption. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, guys, nothing but the best. We wish you all the best. And, uh, you know, we're going to continue to pull for you and uh, wish you and hope to see you in Victory Lane a lot more. We appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Y'all have a Merry Christmas. <laughs>